is wise to the world of danger. One who is new to the stories of old. One who is privy to the mysteries that linger. What will they find on their quest into? Right, we have to pretend to like each other. Uh, I got some dice in the mail today. I was very excited. I won them from uh, Bombarded. I, I never win contests, so I was really, really excited. And they also sent me a bunch of stickers, and I have sticker anxiety, and I don't haven't done anything with any of them. You have sticker anxiety? Like, you hoard them? Like, you, you're you scared of permanence? Yes, I'm scared of putting them somewhere and not liking it. Okay, just do it. Just do it the way that I did it with my first tattoo. Don't worry about it. Put them on your butt. Just put it on your dick, <laughs> and after that, everything... <laughs> seems fine in comparison yeah that's i it's so funny that i'm scared of putting stickers places because i have two tattoos yeah i'm I'm just joking by the way this is my only tattoo this is his only tattoo so you say so audience right there see you see that guys you see that audience you see that listeners yo you don't see that you don't you know why you don't see that listeners because you're not on our patreon a swastika in 2022 (laughs) you bitch Marilyn. (laughs) now to determine whether or not he is a nazi and a racist you have to buy our patreon <laughs> that's the paywall there it is i love this yeah i was gonna say two dollar minimum but now it's at least five dollars a month yeah. minimum anyway take it away oh fuck is it okay wait <laughs> is it a tale of bone and ice no it's tales of bone and ice T- multiple tales got you yeah hello and welcome back to another beautiful tale of tale nope welcome back to <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> multiple beautiful tales of bone and ice today with me Marilyn, we have our wonderful DM Brian. We have our wonderful Goliath fighter named Condemn, who is played by Candorcore. We have gracious, um, what is she? Cal- uh, Kalistar Druid. One of these days I'll get it. Uh, Sukankana, played by Grimhild. And then we have uh, a me, Marilyn, playing the Golden Dragon. Paladin Maris. Lizard bitch. Oh, li- big lizard. <laughs> you know what? This is, I, yesterday I was having a conversation with someone about big sexy lizards. And then I was like, I think that's how I described Maris in the first episode. And I was like, much, yeah. Yeah. also confused why this is coming up multiple times in my life. Well, so is it because you're curious about lizard titties? Do they have titties? And I feel like this is important for fan art purposes. Does Maris have lizard titties? Because lizards don't have titties because they don't do milk. Oh, no. Does she keep potions where the titties would be so that there's like- <sighs> Or snacks. A lump? Yeah. No, she doesn't have any titties. She does have the scars though, the trans scars. Because she was like, fuck these, they get in the way. I can't ever get good armor. So she did have titties. Okay. She cool. had titties. She got them lopped off. She's like, get them out of here. Yeah. She she smashed them to pieces with her mall. <laughs> she did it herself. Right on her yeah. own body. <laughs> you see that government? We can we can have we can have top surgery in a medieval frozen wasteland. <laughs> not even that hard. I was just about to say bottoms can have top surgery too. Let's not say that too loud before they start looking on how to cut healthcare costs, all right? 
<laughs> just here you go. Just here's a bottle of Jack and a knife. Go to it, man. All right, everybody. Cut off your titties. Cut, Cut off, off your titties. titties. Cut off your titties. I'm going to keep mine. I put my favorite dice on this tiny chair oh. that I made. Oh, That's, that's pretty cool. so fucking cute. For the listeners, there's a tiny red throne that Grim just put a little dice on. This is my that's favorite so dice. It has glitter inside of it, and it's like liquid, and it moves around. If you want to see her chair and my maybe swastika, join the Patreon. <laughs> if you guys want to see my new king-size bed, come on over. Don't join the Patreon. Just come over. <laughs> <laughs> just come to my house. We'll hang out. Oh, we won't even be able to see her stuff, because she's got the VTuber face. Oh, right. Shucks, guess you'll all have to follow me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 At Grimhilda VT on Twitter. Oh, by the way, follow our podcast at BonePod and use the hashtag BonePod to get your name potentially used as a character in our D&D yeah. actual play horror podcast and then get killed horribly. It'll be awesome. You're welcome. You too can be a penguin dropped from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. I'll watch. Oh yeah, roll your recap rolls, you degenerate scumbags. No. Who listened to the episode? I did, so I'm gonna get too high. <gasps> 19, I didn't. I, I was so busy this week. I got a 13. You know what I got? A 20. Nat 20. Every time. Every time <laughs> I listen to it, I get a nat 20. You know what? This is the best because I rolled a 19. I feel like he should be allowed to volunteer as a tribute. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Since the Kankana almost died and well, kind of did die, I think it is only right that she is the one to have to do this recap. Yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Though. It does feel kind of perfect. <laughs> she just shook her head like, no. Nah. Don't remember so, what we please, did. Please no. Please no. <laughs> Okay, all right. Last time on Tales of Bone and Ice. Love this. We left town, went to another town, slept (laughs) in a different town, (laughs) left that town, found a rock. Yeah. Went to next town. Uh Uh-oh, no town there. (laughs) That's literally what I wrote. Uh Uh-oh, no town. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I wrote that in my. I wrote that in my notes. I'm reading that out the teleprompter, which is your notes. Next, throw yeet penguin in air. Uh oh, bones outside body. Girl dead. Find out today the thrilling conclusion to my death. Uh. Beep, 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 beep. That's it. That's all I got. I think we should start doing this like a newsie, like an old uh, newsie boy. <laughs> Get your newsie, hey? Did you hear? Did you hear there's a penguin fell from the sky? <laughs> I mean, that's not even that far off. Anything we do that's not just surfer dude Sukun Kana giving the recap, though, is going to fall short. That's true. You're right. That was your peak. <laughs> I got all the main points. Honestly, you did. Aside from the fact that we also drilled some holes and found out that Legolas, who's apparently a two in Brian's oh, estimation, yeah. has the same name as the fighter in our shared dream there was nothing else mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you also found a shield made of metal oh right, right. we yeah. found a shield made of metal and we turned the bitch to stone yeah and also you guys forgot the most important line from the whole last episode uh can i turn into a giraffe <laughs> why couldn't i turn into a giraffe <laughs> these are the important questions giraffes kill lions and shit with their giant legs they're herbivores <laughs> i'm gonna look up the cr of giraffes right now all right it's probably around that about, about a horse 
No. A horse. It's got to be higher than a horse. Aren't they really fast? Uh, it's probably like a CR2 or 3, if I had to guess, if you could f- like find a homebrew or something, because I don't think giraffes are in the 5e monster manual. What does CR mean? Uh, challenge rating. They've got to be between grizzly bears and rhinos, right? Somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Betwixt? <laughs> betwixt? A giraffe? <laughs> yeah. You find yourself betwixt a bear and a rhinoceros. A common giraffe. And a rhino? Yeah, like below a rhino, above a grizzly bear? Yeah. What? What? Why are you shaking your head? D- I disagree. You think that a grizzly bear could take out a giraffe? Grizzly bears, first of all, are my favorite animals, and they can kick anyone's ass. Any fucking day, bro. Any fucking day. They'll kill anyone. Okay, then why are they scared bitches around wolverines, all right? Let's be real here. They're fucking berry eaters. Because they're also smart. <laughs> Most homebrews... Okay, I'm going coming back to the giraffes. <laughs> bitches, listen. Most homebrews put giraffes between one and three. Aha! One of them has put it at 30. That's a bit high. It has 754 hit points. Jimmy the giraffe is extremely buff. He's an outlier and he should not have been counted. The one that I found was a giraffe one quarter. (laughs) This one says common giraffe. 754 hit points. It's it's skill, like it's like its trait is giraffe giraffiness. A giraffe is invisible. <laughs> Did a giraffe write this? <laughs> <laughs> Can I be this giraffe? Telling me a shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> Oh, you know what? A rhinoceros is only CR2. That's true. Weirdly. I can't turn into a rhinoceros, right? No. You will never be able to turn into a rhinoceros. You can get up to CR1 half right now, and then you max out at CR1, I think. No, you get a, a circle of the moon druid are more the, the the wild shape, and you're like utility wild shapes for the most part. I can't turn into any animal? If it makes you feel better, circle of the moon druids drop hard around level like 12. Yeah. So wait, I can't wild shape into anything? Well, you have to have seen it or be shown it or something like that. Your main problem is it has to be no more than, I think for you, CR one half. Yeah. And it can have a swimming speed, but it can't have a flying speed. Yeah. Maybe just look at the, the Druid page on D&D Beyond once in a while. Nah. You know, like Just think. I don't just, know. Just, I don't know how to play D&D. It. That's fine. It's part of my charm. <laughs> that's that's why we're in this conundrum in the first place, because I don't know what I'm doing. That's true. I only know how to play Paladins. I only kind of know how to play Paladins. Why <laughs> could I be Penguin? I've seen a penguin in a dream once. Can I be Penguin? <laughs> Remember the time that there was a penguin? I'll read it eventually. Well, I don't know what to be a penguin. I'll get there. Can we play D&D? Yeah, I... let's play D&D. <laughs> Sukunkana, you are standing in a forest. It is the middle of the day, and you look up, you can see the blue sky. Around you are many different animals. Deer, squirrels, wolves, rabbits, frogs, bears, every forest-dwelling animal you can imagine, harmoniously watching as you take in your surroundings. As you look around, your view passes from left to right, and back from right to left, and before you is Maha. You know it to be her, but you are struggling to perceive her, like you are cut off for some reason. As she raises her gaze, you notice that she has tears falling from her face. She looks hurt and angry and fearful, and her shape begins to change as she says, You don't seem to understand. Your power comes from me. Your strength is mine. You are a conduit for my wish to rebuild the world into this. She gestures around at the forest, the trees, the grass, the animals. This is what I want to see when I dig through your memories, not ice and death and undeath and war and suffering. 
Her form begins to become bestial, and you realize that her body is becoming an amalgamation of the beasts that were around you. And with that realization, it becomes clear that she has taken their bodies to become larger, and she is becoming more and more unstable. If you die, I die, and we lose all hope and chance at saving this damned world. And if you die before I can take the land back and become the god that I was meant to, then there is no hope for any of these fools that you call a family. She has become enormous and terrifying, with mouths and teeth protruding from all different parts of her body. Elk and bears' heads roar in agony as they suddenly lunge forward to you, and you are devoured by Maha and this Frankensteinian nightmare. And then we cut back to the other two. Y'all, I'm going to stop being a dream. <laughs> I think I should be a rogue. I don't know how to play a rogue. <laughs> oh my god, Brian. Oh, we should probably set the scene. Yes, yes. So right now, Condemned is kneeling beside Sukun Kana. He's got her stony hand and like his left hand. His right hand is just kind of like slipped the ring still over her finger. And once that's done, once she's turned into stone... He breathes in like very, he's breathing very heavily and he looks away from Sukun Kana. He just sort of like turns away and he's just doing that thing where he, you know, after you've almost like after you've vomited or after you've just like run very hard, very fast. And he's just like hands on the ground, just like kind of facing the dirt or the ice and just sort of like heaving, heaving in breaths. Should I roll to see if I'm still having a panic attack as well? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. Roll a wisdom save. You should be good at those. Should I? I mean, you're proficient. I am. Nope. That's a five. Three plus two. (laughs) You're still freaking out. I'm freaking the fuck out, dude. Upon seeing Sukunkana turn to stone, it's not really, like, comforting at all. And it's not helpful in any way. So I'll continue to panic as well. You are witnessing (laughs) Connie also on his knees, and for the first time that you can tell, also panicking. Oh, that doesn't help. (laughs) That can't help at all. (laughs) Yeah, so he's not so much panicking. Well, maybe a little bit, yeah. it, it, It would definitely look like he's panicking a bit. If you're still in panic mode, then he'll probably recover first. After a few seconds, like about 10, 15 seconds, which is still like a very long time for him, he's sort of just like... He wipes his face, and as he does so, like, he holds the part of his face that has the the marking on it, and he just whips his hand back onto the ice, pushes himself up so he's standing, and is staring off the distance, very, very specifically not looking at Sukun Kana, and then he turns to Maris. Snap out of it. We didn't catch any of that. I'm assuming you were whining and crying. Yeah. The fuck did you do? You just taxidermied her into stone. First, who told you about taxidermy? <laughs> oh, taxidermy is definitely a thing around here. Uh, that's fair. That's Monster fair. corpses and yeah. shit. Yeah. She's petrified. She is in stasis. She is not any more dead now than she was before I did it. So she... Specifically, she will not continue to die. So she can... We can save her? I hope. Yes. She took a significant amount of damage. I do not know if the girl will survive. Maris throws up. Yeah, it's fair. Reasonable. 100%. (laughs) Condemned strides forward, puts his hand on like the top of your head, lifts it up, and then slaps you. Uh, Roll an unarmed strike. Okay. He's not trying to do it super hard. Uh, 17. 
Oh, that's my AC. Yeah, you hit. Nice. You you take a slap across the face. It feels very, very warm, and your cheek feels very red. We don't have time for this now. Can you heal her? I can't. I can't heal. I don't have any. I don't have any fire left. I'm all out. I have a potion, but she's stone. Can stones drink potion? We can unstone her. As soon as I take the ring off, she will turn it back into flesh. Fragile, dying flesh. You are the person who knows witchcraft and alchemy. I need you to be very certain when you answer this question. Will a potion bring her back to life? Will it be enough? If you want to know, if you want to be certain, roll like an alchemy check. So basically just roll plus your proficiency bonus plus your wisdom. Twelve. Okay. You you know that there's a certain degree of magic that comes along with the average healing potion, and it won't be much, and it will barely be enough, but it will be enough. Yeah, a potion will do enough. It'll it'll stop most of the bleeding, I think. She's going to need to take some time. So she'll survive. She should. What else do we have? Okay. We have a stone then do it. little girl. Then do it. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take my potion of healing, and I'm just going to, like, oh, I don't... Like, I very don't want to, but I'm going to, like, get over to Sukunkana. Just kind of, like, shaky as fuck, too. And her body is mangled and broken. Like, yeah. like her bones are, like, yeah. woof. Yeah, like, it's fucked. Looking down at this stone little person that you guys have become very attached to and familiar with, even while she is stone and still covered with all of her, well, various blankets, effectively, her her legs and stuff aren't quite the right way, and you can tell that some of her fingers are messed up. Uh, and even through the, the petrification on her face, you can see that there is bruising on her cheek and forehead. Condemned is very specifically not looking at uh, Sukun Kana. He's actually he's facing directly away. Um, he says, let us take the ring off. She will turn back into her normal self. Oh, God. I was trying so hard just to look at her face. Yeah, uh, give me a wisdom save real quick, because that's pretty, this is pretty fucked up. I'm here to cause problems. Yeah, you are. <laughs> this was your idea, bitch. I know, I know. I'm, it's my fault. <laughs> uh, 15. 15 is good enough. The whole week after, I was like blaming myself, and I was like, no, I didn't. I just, I just told them what they did. Listen, Brian, if anyone, if anyone wants to blame anyone, blame me, because I knew the second Grim said, "Oh, this is what I'm like." No, it's not. I, I knew that immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeet her up. Yeah, as hard as I want. Get yeet. Yeah, Brian's like, so you're going as hard as you can. Me knowing this, yeah, absolutely. It's what she wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, cahoots. Welcome to get yoked. You guys are in cahoots. It's so funny, though. I like, I was, I've been laughing about it all week. She's been <laughs> bragging about it. I was listening to it on the way home, and I was laughing as hard on the way home as I was at the time. It was <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Brian's describing your penguin body accordioning. And I'm just like scream laughing in the background. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're back in the scene. Uh, back to tragedy. Condemned, are you going to assist at all, or is this just the Maris show? It's the Maris show. Okay, and you told her just to take the ring off and she'll turn back into a girl? Yes. Alright. I hope that's how the ring works. Maris, take it away. I'm on my knees next to Sukunkana, and I'm just kind of like Going into, like, my stuff, like, taking out the potion. I'm just kind of, like, double-checking to make sure it's right. I'm, like, really staring at the bottle. 
because I don't want to look at her. Model has like a like a red cross on it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> How handy. This is the right one. It's not poison, it says yeah. on the back. <laughs> and then I look down at Sikonkana's like stony face. I'm just kind of like, okay, this is going to be okay. We got this. We're going to be okay. And it's saying it more to myself for sure. I'm just looking at poor little, little baby's face. It's fucked up. Super fucked up. I'm going to find the hand that has the ring on it. I'm trying not to look at anything else and then as soon as i see the ring i'm just gonna like gently put my hand on it and just kind of like trying to be comforting even though she's a you know stoned yeah even though she's a piece of decoration in some old rich person's lawn god still trying to be gentle holy shit and then i'm just gonna kind of like pop open my potion in one hand slide the ring off and then as soon as i see her not be stoned anymore i'm going to take her jaw with my other hand and just kind of like hold it open and then pour the potion down her throat okay so as you do this you take the ring off of her and the the deep petrification starts at her hand it slides from her fingertips and you can see that she's got cuts and blood and marks and she begins to bleed from her fingers and her wrist and the rest of her is covered by her clothing but that all starts to become unstoned as well and it reaches up spreads from her shoulder and over her head and i assume that as soon as you can see like her head and stuff you go for it so you do that and you can see that the a bunch of the marks on her hands and her face and the bruising and stuff it begins to lessen quite a bit and roll 2d4 plus 2 one and two, so three plus four. Seven. No, two d four plus two. Oh, five. Not as good. <laughs> Sukukana, you get five HP back. Damn straight, I do. Uh, but you don't wake up. Uh, fine. That's for the best. I was really hoping she wouldn't, or else I would have put the ring back on. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> Slides ring back on. <laughs> uh, so her breathing is still pretty ragged and pretty torn, but she's not dying anymore, and you can tell this. Condemned. Yes. She's. She's stable. She's okay. Good. She's going to feel like shit when she wakes up, though. Well, unsurprising. Where the fuck did you get this ring? Long story. Can I have it back? Yeah, I already got a ring. <laughs> I wonder if he could have helped. I doubt it. Yeah, because you're not currently wearing that one on your finger, are you? No. All right, one second. Okay. I, I did a self-imposed will check. Uh, Condemned looks over at uh, Tsuka and Kana, and he sort of averts his gaze a little bit, but he's able to look in the general direction now. So, how are we getting her out of here? Do you know when she'll be up? Um, Medicine check. I can know in like a minute. Let me just, <laughs> I'm just going to do it once over. Isn't Tsuka and Kana the only one with medicine as a proficiency? <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. I got plus six. Perfect. So I rolled a three. You got a three? I rolled a three plus zero. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I would say... She's never going to wake she's, up again. <laughs> she's, she's probably going to be knocked out for like a while. It's probably going to be a minute. If I gave her my potion, would it help? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I'm hoping if she can stay down for a while, if I can just if I can just rest up and get my mind right, then I can get my healing back. I can, I can get that, that warmth back. But if she wakes up before that, then yeah, I would give her, I would give her a potion. Sorry, out, out of character, uh, Maris should have healing spells available right now. I don't think so. Unless she doesn't have any prepared. Uh, I'm not sure if she prepared any. What? I don't. I have blessed. <laughs> She's got murder spells. I didn't know I had any. I forgot about all of mine. Okay. Um, 
Well, that's fair. It's the way it is. You're the damage dealer. <laughs> why would you? Ha- why would you have healing spells when you're a paladin? When you have healing hands? Yeah, I have my one healing thing. Because sometimes you run out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm the asshole that didn't know we were be throwing our friend into the air as a penguin, <laughs> seven thousand feet into the air, and then just <laughs> dropping her out of the airplane without a parachute. My bad. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I can't believe you didn't plan for that. It happens in every campaign. <laughs> well, now we know. I mean, honestly, <laughs> people getting tossed through the air and then breaking bones does probably happen in most campaigns. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> do I have to wait till the next um, power up to change my spells? No, you can You can do it every long rest. Perfect, because I fucking might. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So Condemn takes the ring back from Maris. Okay. So how are we getting her out of here? Can she be moved? Yep, she can be moved. Yeah, I mean, she can, but she's pretty fucked up. We might have to tent it here. He looks around the burnt buildings. Uh, She was concerned about ghosts. We could go to the outskirts. (laughs) She was concerned about ghosts? Yeah. You you are the witch, and Condemned is a fucking ignorant savage, all right? There's nothing you can bring up that he's not going to take seriously. That's that's a problem. Yeah, it is, and I love it. (laughs) He's probably still going to believe her after this. God, I love us. Yeah. Uh, that may be for the best. I don't know much about these things, but certainly the outskirts cannot be worse than uh, directly inside, and it's not like there's much cover to take out in here anyway. You guys still do have your lizards about 100 feet away or so. Oh, yeah, the lizards. Do that's me calling my lizard. Is my lizard worried about me? Your lizard knows nothing. <laughs> it did not see you. Oh, we could just put her on the lizard. I don't know if that would be the smoothest ride. The lizards are trained to carry people who are unconscious. Believe it or not, in this dangerous environment, they're trained for that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm surprised they can be, but all right, I'll take it. They're magic lizards. Yeah, if we just put the Heelys on the lizards, then they'll just slide right right down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, like, I just a quick aside. Uh, Do you guys remember like when you were kids and you saw Heelys and you were like, oh, fuck yeah, that looks so cool. Yeah, and now I'm a, as an adult, I see them like, oh, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, they look so cool. cool. But there was like a <gasps> period there in the middle where you were like, nerds, those are for children. <laughs> never. we. Ne- I never got to have them. Mm-hmm. I never got to experience Heelys. Same. All right, let's set her up onto the lizard and put this place behind us then, I think. Yes? Yeah, fuck this place. I got, I got bad memories associated with this place. <laughs> <laughs> and so the two of you are going to pick her up and carry her to a lizard and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming just the one of you, actually, the strongest one. Carry her, he says. So then that means that Maris is going to carry her? Oh, me? Yes. Oh, it is a command? He's saying carry her. Uh, okay. Ugh. Ew. Ew. Her bones aren't messed up anymore. Yeah, but she's so bloody and gross. That's true, actually, yeah. Aren't you supposed to be the medic? Yeah, not when it's a baby. I don't work in pediatrics. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I work on dead adults. Yeah. All right, so you pick her up, and uh, you can feel that she's unconscious for sure. She she does not lean in. She does not acquiesce to your to your last. You're just, just limp. So you can kind of waste nothing. I think I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, pick her up, like, in, like, like classic cradle, but I'm just going to kind of, like, keep her close she's alarmingly light oh perfect because <laughs> i'm like i'm super warm so i want to i want her to be nice and warm you want to be like a you want to be like a like a like a like a heat pack i'm trying to be i'm trying to be like as delicate and, and caring as i can be in this fucked up situation okay so you pick her up and you follow condemned back to the lizard and the lizards are there and sukunkana's lizard whose name is uh napkash napkash runs up is super concerned and is like basically using his his head to like gesture to his back 
And uh, yep, I acquiesce. Okay, uh, you put Sukunkana on the back of Napgach, and it sort of like it, it. Usually, like they're sort of like very left and right with their movement, but it sort of changes and it alters the way that it body moves to compensate for there being an unconscious body mm-hmm. on top of them. You know how like when you pick up a chicken and then the head stays the same and you you can move the body. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Except yeah. with the body, the body stays the same, so the head and the tail move more. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so the arms move, but the body don't. Yeah. It's skittering like a cat on freshly waxed hardwood floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know when like in Looney Tunes when they run really fast and their legs turn into like a tornado but their body doesn't move it's like that but like slow when they do the sonic the hedgehog Mm -hmm. okay yeah great perfect okay strap her down so she doesn't fall off and let's get going okay i'll tie her down uh roll a survival check (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) no no i just do it uh i rolled an 18 plus 220 okay you tie her on she's not going anywhere i say this baby this baby's packed and ready and then i slap it I don't. I'm just kidding. I absolutely do not do I was going to say. You slap your own ass and you're like, she's ready to go. <laughs> you can fit so many kids on this lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys take a, 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 like, how do you guys go about? Because your current, your cartographer and guide is currently unconscious. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, Mike, are you telling me that my background will actually come in use? Mine won't. For once? <laughs> What's your background feature? Feature Wanderer. You have an excellent memory for maps and geography, and you can always recall the general layout of train settlements and other features around you. Well, because he was a wanderer. He was a nomad. So yeah, um, like he's not going to be able to do any advanced cartography shit, and it doesn't mean that he's good at reading maps or writing maps. It's just like he's got a good memory for them. So at the very least, he would be able to remember the direction that we were heading to or... You know, the direction that we were heading in. Or coming from. And just continue mm-hmm. in that way. Because we're not planning to go very far, right? We're just going for like a couple of hours before the town is behind us. And we're just going to set up camp. Yeah. I believe that's the plan, right? I don't know, guys. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm unconscious. <laughs> I love that Grim is like so down with the fact that like, I can't help. I'm dead. <laughs> Could have been deader. You're not dead. You're just comatose. Um, wait, so we're going back to Endurance? No, no. We're just going to like continue past the, the town formerly known as whatever. Um, or we're just going to keep going for like, you know, a couple of hours. That's that's what I had in my head. We just like head out for a couple of hours, and then we set up camp. Like if we can go the exact same direction from when we came, that way when Sukunkana wakes up, then she can be like, we can be like, oh, we went this many hours this direction, like from where we came from, so that in her mind she can be like a shaboom. Yeah, Condemn can remember that much at least with his background, I would imagine, right, Brian? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we start heading out, and after like an hour and a half ish, we're gonna start looking for a good place to make to set up camp all right uh it's not super hard to find a good place to set up camp it's actually pretty easy because believe it or not there's nothing around for miles just just like most nights it's it's kind of like walking around in a dream in that uh you don't really have a fantastic perception on where everything is but also it feels like there's nothing in everything (laughs) fair enough cool like those old games from the early 2000s where there was fog everywhere to reduce loading times you get it exactly like that uh, so you guys set up camp. Uh, do you bed down for the night? Uh, do you take watch? How do you how do you go about it? Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Um, Condemn, do you want to take first watch? Because as soon as I done resting, I can give her some healing. That would be for the best. Will she be healed after full rest though? Nope. Because we're only gonna get a short rest because it's outside of town. Yes, yeah, right? so you're gonna get a short rest because it's outside of town. It's not a long rest. Oh, do I get healing after a short rest though? Nope. <sighs> Your girl could roll some. You can roll some hit dice. Could roll some hit dice. 
So funny story. Um, this is going to take me a while to get my healing back. Uh, if you want to take first watch, you can. It doesn't matter. How long? Two days. Uh, like two days is what I heard from the peanut gallery. If she isn't conscious by the morning, then we'll just have to give her our potions. We can't be carrying her around for the, the remainder of the journey, certainly. I will take first watch, though. If we can find some ingredients at the next town, then I can make I can try to make some more potions. I don't know how good they'll be, but I can try to do something like that. But if I mean, if we have to use our potions, like I don't want her to be in pain this whole like for two days. Oh, right. He takes off his bag, rummages around a bit, and then tosses you the salve that you gave him for the present. Uh, give her this. I thought that it gave you like temporary hit points before you fight. Yeah, but he knows it as a healing salve. Yeah, and it also reduces soreness. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, this this should, I mean, dull some of the pain, I'm sure. Thank you. All right, so you guys set up the tent and get everything ready and lay the baby down in the uh, the tent as comfortably as you can. Probably on, like, maybe a bit of excess bedrolls to make her a little softer or something like that. Oh, 100. Yeah, I was just thinking that, 100%. Uh, are you going to sleep or are you going to give her the salve first? Um, you're going to wait until the morning and see if she's awake. Yeah, I'm going to wait till the morning to see if she's awake. Okay. So uh, you bed down and fall asleep pretty much right away. It's even a very, very long day. Connie. Yeah. It's starting to get dark. You guys went about this in a pretty rushed way because you're very worried about your friend. It's a bit earlier than you would normally go to bed, but it's fine. She needs rest. You need space away from this place. She needs to try to heal up. Can I get a perception check from you? Sure. And I've got dark vision, so darkness doesn't give me disadvantage. Yeah. Doesn't give me much help, though. Uh, That is nine. Nice. All right. You look around. Everything seems all right. You don't don't see or hear anything particularly off. You're good. You're very convincing. As he's doing this, he's kind of like absent-minded. He's not really like focusing too much on it. And he's spending, he's spending a lot of time kind of like thumbing the little pieces of metal that he's carried around. Do you want to describe what those pieces of metal are? Yeah, this seems like a narratively appropriate time for the viewer's metaphorical camera to be like looking closer at them. So they're little pieces of bronze and copper, uh, Any painting, anything like that has been well worn away. You might be able to see like little flecks uh, here and there left, but it's clear, you know, they've been around for a very long time and they've been worn away. The edges, they are very clearly something that was broken at one point. It was a greater hole, Uh, but those edges have too been worn away over time, whatever it is, it's been broken for quite some time. You can see uh, there's at least one piece that looks like a, a, a limb, like a little metal leg or a little metal arm. And there's some pieces that might look like a head or like part of a torso. Wonderful. So as you're f- absentmindedly fiddling with the uh, pieces of metal from a time long before this one, it eventually becomes time for you to wake Maris. He puts away little pieces of metal. Heaves one, you know, like final sort of sigh and returns to the tent, shaking Maris awake. <sighs> oh my god. I I was having a t- I was having a terrible dream. There's penguins just falling from the sky. <laughs> How long were you sitting on that? For like a hot second. Sounds goofy, but that's real trauma. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna look at them and be like, What's a penguin? Yeah, did we get the name of penguin? Nope. Nope. Did nope. Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> 
I saw a bunch of tuxedoed little sort of lizards. What's a tuxedo? Fuck. <laughs> I saw a bunch we of- We could just roll with this, man. Yeah. If you're having a dream and your dream tells you that's a penguin, and he's like, what's a penguin? You're like, um. I invented a word for that bird. Yeah. What's a what's a penguin? You ask. The thing that the baby turned into before she crumpled into a pancake penguin. Crumpled penguin. <laughs> Crumpled Penguin is the name of my new band. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you have to say it is Quumple Penguin. It's Quumple. Hello, we are Quumple Penguin. Are you ready to walk? Ready to we'll walk. Quumple Penguin, he'll, move, he'll make you feel sad and stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I've really enjoyed being a part of this podcast. <laughs> have you? Have you? <laughs> God's help me, I have. I had a coworker that used to ooh-woo at me, and she fucking meant it. And she would scream scream oo-woo and I was like you need to stop oo-woo don't you oo-woo at me you bitch we're professionals you fucking crack slaps her own head <laughs> could fit so many oo-woos in here oo-woo and degenerate piece of weeb garbage condemned goes to sleep cause if I have to be conscious I want him to be saved <laughs> Uh, so Maris, it's your turn. You uh, stir from your slumber and you head on outside and you do the regular watches that Condemned has sort of taught you how to do. Walking around uh, the tent and making sure that there's nothing coming out from the perimeter. Listening uh, very hard. That perception roll that you're gearing up for there, blowing on your dice. I read it too. <laughs> okay. You... I hate real dice. As you're wandering around and looking, uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. You don't hear anything out of the ordinary. It's quite dark at this point, so you're... You're mostly listening for what you can, and all you can hear is the wind of the wastes, and you are convinced everything is fine, and there's nothing's around, nothing's nothing's happening. We've never once succeeded on a watch check. We've never once seen anything on watch. The only time that Sukun Kana, who's the only person with a decent perception, has been on watch, she didn't make a watch check. Because so. she was not paying attention. She was playing sleepover. Yeah. She was painting claws. Uh, do you have any, any late night rituals while you're the only one who's awake? Cry. Do you think about anything? Do you reflect on anything in particular? Do the you... biggest thing for Maris... Well, now that she knows that the baby is going to be okay, is trying to sort out the new facts that she knows about her grandfather and trying to like metaphorically like get those like red strings together to try to kind of figure out where like he came from and like what all the answers are about all these questions and like that, like that vision in the boat and the note that he was writing and stuff and just trying to figure out really what all of it means in her pack organizing her her stuff for like medicines or like for like her alchemy stuff and trying to place it in orders that feel comfortable and familiar and like she has control over it sort of things do you know what i mean like trying to like set the bottles like in in a good order and making sure that everything is neat and okay and just kind of like trying to keep her thoughts in order and using that as a tool to do that. Okay. As you're as you're doing this, you are setting up the potions. I would you go from like uh, a type or size? Uh, color. Does Maris subscribe subs- to the Roigi Biv or does she have her own sort of system that she's got in mind? They've got in mind. Sorry. That's okay. Um, she they. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, there's not too many colors, so I think it's more from light to dark than it is. Like, like it's more from light to dark. It's more of a tonal thing. Okay. Is this when we find out that uh, dragonborn are colorblind? Wouldn't that be hilarious? So as you're organizing your stuff from light tones to dark tones, uh, you're fumbling around in your pack, and uh, you find you remember that there's a a thing in there that you've had for a very long time. And what is that item that it was that you rolled for before we started the campaign? 
their their boots. Do you remember what they do? Um, Give you flat feet. They're cursed. That's all I know. Um, oh, hold on, it's in my Google Docs. <laughs> you know, to give Marilyn credit, I would probably forget what my cursed item did too. I would just have a mental note that's like, "Don't use them," and that would be it. Yeah, <laughs> gives you bunions. Yeah, <laughs> they ruin your outfit. Yeah. <laughs> they clash. It's like they make you immortal, but also they have those little individual toes. Ew, Yikes! They have somebody else's toe jam in them and toes in the individual toe boots. Shit. Not only do I not know how to use D&D Beyond or play d and I don't know how to use Discord either. What a gamer. There you are. Uh, boots of Devouring Cursed. As soon as you put one on your foot, it starts fucking eating you like a garbage disposal. Feeding it lots of booze causes it to vomit out everything in its stomach. So you're aware of this. Why did she have these? When did she get these? I don't remember. Oh, no, this is just a fun thing that I had. Can you store things in it? Like potions and then just make it puke all the stuff up? Is that how you use it? As a bag? It's a shitty bag of holding. It's a perfect bag because if anybody robs me, oh, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they'll try to put on the boots and they'll just start getting eaten. <laughs> so this is this is one of the, the three items that you guys all rolled for at the very beginning of the talkings of this campaign. Uh, you also have one as well, Grim. I sure do. And I want to tell everybody who's listening right now <laughs> that my item was a little like like bubblegum thing where I could have thrown it at the ground. It would have turned into a bubble and caught me. So I would have been perfectly safe when I landed. But I forgot I had it. <laughs> After we stopped recording last uh, session, we were all fucking around, and then Grim told us that, and I was like, I screamed so fucking loud. So we could have avoided all of this trauma if, if, if somebody put me in charge of the brain cell that day. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. You had magic bubbles? Yeah, I had a magic bubble item that would have just prevented this entire situation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you've been carrying around these boots that you've known to be cursed, and you're very aware of how they work, so you've got them tied up with the shoelaces together and over the uh, part of the opening of the, I guess, mouth of this uh, boot. So uh, it hasn't been a problem for a long time, but you have, on the odd occasion, uh, before the adventure bega- began, lost some stuff inside of it. So there are a few things inside of the boot that you're aware of, but you're not, you don't, it's been a long time and you don't necessarily remember all the things that are in there. A lot of left socks. But it's, 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 it's hard and scary to imagine going in there because the one time that you did, like, you know, see something go in there. There was teeth gnashing at the bottom where the opening is that you could see the sole of the foot. Do we have alcohol? You just feed it something gross like smelling salts or something. I would make anybody sick if you fed them smelling salts. Yeah, well, I mean, that salve we have smells really bad, but I was going to use that. You don't have to do anything with this right now. This is just, uh, you know, you're fiddling around in your backpack. You remember like, oh shit, that's right. I, I have this with me. The your, the rest of your watch is pretty uneventful. Uh, and eventually it comes to the point at which... Uh, Sukunkana starts to stir. Can I roll all my hit dice? I've been holding them. Yes, you can roll all your hit dice. I've been shaking them for such a long time. Oh, I didn't do good. You made them sick with all the shaking. I did. You shook all the shaking. You made them ill. I didn't. I got, okay. I rolled a three, a one, a two, and a two. Uh, plus your constitution modifier for all of them. So plus zero. Nice. Don't get my hopes up like that. Okay, so four, five, eight. I get eight eight whole hit points for all of my hit die. I feel like if you went through a traumatic experience, you would unconsciously use all your hit die. So Imagine how shitty we'd have felt if you had died last time by like three hit points. Because now I'm just remembering, one of the options on the table was you being like, should I get more hit points or something cool? And we were all like, you should get something cool. 
<laughs> Next time I'll get more hit points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you start to stir and Connie, you are definitely awoken by the fact that you can hear like a small moaning on the other side of the tent. Ah. Ah. Condemned moves with a little bit more speed than uh, you might be used to seeing him operate outside of combat. It's like instead of the, his normal placid, uh, you know, movement, he's like twists very suddenly towards her and says, Tsukunkana? Tsukunkana, you are sore as hell. Tsukunkana <laughs> uh, kind of like moves a little bit and then is in pain. <laughs> and she kind of like is immediately crying. Like, tears all over her face, and she kind of opens her eyes, and she kind of looks up at the tent, and she says, What have I done? You feel anxious, and you feel confused, and, no, and you I, feel no, afraid. I, I decide how I feel. No. Don't you gaslight me. No, listen. <laughs> Hold on. Don't you gaslight me, DM. <laughs> this is how I feel. What I was going to say <clears throat> is that you don't remember your dream. That's not fair. Why would you even fucking tell us? Can I roll wisdom to remember it? <laughs> don't remember your dream. I feel gaslit. <laughs> I also don't you don't you gaslight girl boss gatekeep me. I want to remember my dream. Oh, it seems you've ga- girl bossed a little too close to the sun. I'm angry. I want to be angry. You can still be angry. You still are angry. I can't because I don't have any memories, and that's how gaslighting works. <laughs> Not exactly, but okay. you still have the emotions connected to what you felt, but you cannot remember the dream that you had. All right, I'm officially insulted. Did you still say that? Yeah, she still said that, I guess. Okay. Now I'm angry in real life. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it appears that you misunderstood some of your abilities. What what time is it? Uh, it is just past morning. Where are we? Did we sleep with the ghosts? No, we moved a couple of hours outside of the town. Okay. Can I hear them talking? Uh, yeah. There's not much noise around. Any noise is a lot of noise. Yeah, I don't see anything anyway. Uh, I'm gonna run into the tent, too. You dumb little bird! Where are you hurt? Meredith saved you, by the way. Uh, everywhere? I'm hurt everywhere. Okay, alright, let's do this then. So I'm gonna, like, <laughs> throw on some of that salve. <laughs> I assume it's like a... Oh, it smells so bad. Just close your mouth. <laughs> breathe. I mean, close your nose. That means it's potent. Roll a constitution save real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Connie wouldn't have to because he's used to smelling bad and bad smelling things. Well, I already did once. I got 11. Okay. You throw up in your mouth, but you don't throw up on the ground or in the tent or anything. I spit it on the ground. Oh, okay. Gross. All right. I'm not keeping that in my mouth. Ew. Yeah. How much blood is in it? Yeah, how much blood is in it? Uh, it's about 30% blood. Oh. Oh, good. Well, that means you keep your blood in your body. That's where blood's supposed to be. Today's snaha word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the word for blood is wanmu. Wanmu? Wanmu. Wanmu. Yeah, that's the word for blood. Nice. Mm-hmm. Can I wipe the remainder of my, like, smelly, smelly hands on my boots of devouring to see if they throw up? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to wipe them on, like, the feet of them. The inserts. Okay. Okay, first of all, roll a dexterity save. Oh, fucking, I used D&D Beyond 5. Uh, okay, you do get your finger bit. Okay, you take you take six damage of uh, bite on your hand. Wow, D twelve can straight up kill a level one character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oofed it. Uh, so you get you take you you put your hand in, you smear it, and uh, you get bit on the the same hand that the wolf bit. <laughs> uh, and uh, you take your hand out. Ah, fuck. Uh, and the boots uh, do not throw up. Sorry, I had a thought. <laughs> 
I shouldn't. I should stop trying to have those. A dangerous habit. Uh, so how how much how much uh, uh, HP was it? Like four extra hit points or something like that for the self. One d four plus one before combat. Out max health or one d four plus one temp HP? Question mark. Something like that. 1d4 plus 1 HP. Zukunkana, you can roll that for yourself. Me? Okay. And you get a negative to your you get a negative to your charisma checks equal to the number of temporary hit points. That's a bad problem because I'm so charismatic. What am I rolling? What d4? 1d4 plus 1. I need to find a d4. I need to find something that stabs me in my bag of dice. Got a 1. You got two more HP. Great. Yay! I'm at just over half. Doing great. So, Kankana, here's the salve I made for Connie. It should make you feel a little bit better. I know that it's, like, really icy out here, but it'll make you feel a little bit hot. I've decided to call it icy hot. And then we got sued. It'll make you hot. It'll, it'll feel a little bit hot. So I decided to call it hotty ice. Hotty ice. Thanks. And then we got less sued. Uh, it's morning time, so Sukunkana's going to prepare some spells while she's up. Yep. Uh, Maris, you can also prepare some spells. Oh, shit. I don't, okay. <laughs> Are any of my bones broken? <laughs> Give me a bone check. Do just like a quick investigation check because you're very bruised everywhere. Shouldn't it be medicine? It can be, yeah. Yeah, medicine check. Medicine or investigation, whichever one you're better at. Oh, I did poorly in both of them. <laughs> you, did you roll both? No, that's not, <laughs> you got the same. Destiny said seven. So none of my bones are broken. Uh, you no, none of your bones are broken. You're, it's not, it's not a high check. You just gotta kind of move your body and you know stuff. And great. You feel very strained. You feel like you'll be a bit stiff, but for the most part, you're not usually running around too much anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While condemned is out exercising, and we're kind of like in the tent, just kind of like preparing for the day and stuff. I want to tell Sukunkana, it wasn't me that saved you, by the way. It was, it was condemned. He had a ring that turned you to. St- stone and it stopped you from dying so i just want you to know that it wasn't it wasn't me it was condemned cool she's like mind linked now and says that's great i feel really weird i feel like something's wrong i don't know what like your magic i don't know something's wrong well you are at that age where change is a no Oh my god! She, kinda, she looks at you. She's like sixteen. She's seventeen. She's seventeen. Ooh. Oh, I thought she was like thirteen. No, no she's, she's like, like a young woman. Fucking Mar- Marilyn is that ultimate example of like I don't know, I don't know, kids. I got you a doll. I'm twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you a gun. Still twelve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you didn't like the doll, and now that you're thirteen, you don't want a gun. What do you want? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't keep up with kids these days. <laughs> Well, I mean, if I died falling from up there, I would probably feel a little off too. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, She unmind links. (laughs) It goes back to doing magic. Uh, So (laughs) as you're preparing your your spells for the day, can you do me a favor and look at the very bottom of your skill list? Spell sniper. No, (laughs) where it says acrobatics and, and perception and all that shit. Oh, reach beyond. What does that mean? <laughs> Click on it and read it. Okay. Reach beyond is used to determine the current spiritual availability of a lost soul. Touching a corpse or an undead allows the creature to determine whether or not there's a chance to return the soul to the body and bring them back, be if from death or undeath. If a soul is not chained to a body, then it can be used as a conduit for another soul. The body could be considered habitable. We could put your boy in a corpse. 
Sorry, you were you were mumbling something, but it sounded rehearsed. No, this is Grimhulda. Oh, she was saying it. Talking to <laughs> your girl. We could put your boy in a corpse. We asked him, though, does he want to be put in a body? He thought about it. Yeah, he does now, right? after. Yeah, he wants a body, like preferably an uninhabited one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Grimhilda talking to you, Mar- Marilyn. Oh. Yeah, Sukunkana is being moody and not talking oh. to anybody. Oh, Roger. Because <laughs> I'm Roger in what you're saying, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put the boy in a body. Yay! Oh, he's gonna leave us. So we're gonna put the boy in a bod. <gasps> Let's give him a hot bod. Yeah. Let's go kill Legolas. Let's go back to town and kill Legolas. <laughs> yeah. He deserves a hot bod. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Suddenly we're chaotic evil. <laughs> I like how we've just decided that the two out of a six doesn't fucking matter because Brian's description is just us deciding that he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh so can so kind of finishes finished up with her spells she mind links she's like we should get we should get going we should go away from here mm-hmm. uh so pack up tent and stuff yeah um condemned can help you figure out where we are i was just kind of following yeah no uh yeah sure and she gets out her star map and kind of just consults it <laughs> uh you can tell that there uh is a bit of a discrepancy from where you needed to go but not by much you're able to redirect enough and pretty easily. Ugh, amateurs. Um, Sukunkana is going to use a uh, produce flame really quick. She goes, Akin Kuku. And she summons a fire and she just kind of stares it for a while and she just kind of considers how it feels to use magic for a moment and she closes her fists and it goes away. And she's going to take out her, her journal because she has a journal and kind of like write something down and then she closes the book and she says, all right, um, <clears throat> she mind links to you guys briefly. She's like, we need to go this way. And she points in uh, a direction. The direction. The direction. Uh, sort of a northeast. Maris takes out her diary and writes in it and says, teenagers are the worst. I'm so glad I was never like this when I was younger. So glad I was never a teenager. <laughs> uh, so again, kind of goes over it and cuddle, cuddles um, Napkash, her, her uh, kishki a bit. That's her, her lizard. And like reassures it because it was obviously worried about her. And gets on it, and I'm assuming everyone else is coming. <laughs> yeah, condemned. Once he sees Maris exiting the tent, and as they're, you know, packing up, he says, I'm sorry for being short with you earlier. That's okay. I'm starting to think it's me. I feel like this was a bad day, and it's okay. We're allowed to have those, but we need to be okay. And that's okay that you have thoughts and feelings, but we're okay, right? We are fine, and we do have thoughts and feelings, but to act in such a way is not useful uh, for me to have been so rough with you. was not uh, practical. It did not do any good. I think it kind of helped, actually. Oh, no, to be clear, I don't regret slapping you. That seems to work. Oh, okay. Oh, got you. Yeah, the words hurt. But I do sure. regret should not have been so uh, blunt. That's okay. You know, that's really fine. I think we're still getting into a good groove and we're getting into a good motion with each other. I think we're all getting there. Yes, slowly. I think this is just one of those things. But our communication seems tight and it seems right. And I'm feeling good about that. So thank you. I'm glad to hear. I'm sorry that I didn't have it together. We all have things to work on. I believe that you are aware of uh, your shortcomings and you are working on them. None come to... M- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, pretty perfect. Shortcomings? Pretty great, no. honestly. I'm average height and I'm perfect. Pretty yeah. great. It's like, I'm six yeah. foot two, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, wow, there we've all got some stuff. 
I think you guys are gonna help me with mine, I hope. And I'm sorry. I hope I can help you guys with your stuff. He says nothing to that. And so we ride. Oh god, I kiss my lizard <laughs> on his little head. He's the only one that gets me. <laughs> He's the only one who will maintain a conversation with you. Yeah, not even my fucking annoying ring. Oh wow. God. You guys uh, continue on your way. Sukunkana correcting the course that Connie tried to maintain. And uh, for the next few days, you guys are on the road. And she keeps you relatively safe and pretty quick. So you all can get a regular... Sukunkana's, like, not talking the entire time. Unless necessary. So this is four days of not talking? Yeah. Okay. She's brooding. Condemned has never been so comfortable in his entire life. <laughs> Maris is panicking. <laughs> Are you mad at me? Uh, I think I think I put my ring on eventually, just to kind of check in. Not for long, just to kind of check in. Just to oh, be- hello! How are you doing? It's nice to see you again. Hey, how you, how have you been? I'm good. I'm great. How are you? Not good. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, we came into a town oh. and it was all burnt down from the insides of every house. Oh, it's unusual. Okay, good. I also thought that that was weird. And then I've only seen that maybe once before. So Kinkana was like, there's going to be ghosts. And then she turned into a penguin. And then we threw her in the air. And then she died. And then we turned her to stone. And then we got her back to life. And now she's mad at me. A penguin? Is this some kind of dog? Kind of. But it has like little flappy arms and it dances real good. Mm. I have to stop making happy feet references. I know that I did it a lot last episode too. But I fucking love that movie. Can you stop? No. Like, if you can't, maybe we just need to roll with it. All right. Well, I suppose... Uh... We'll, we'll have our own kind of favorite animal. What's yours? I like Schnauzer. Schnauzer's a good breed. They have a little mustache just like me. Well, I don't know what that means. Um, well, they're like a four-legged, small, very furry, sort of, sort of scraggly, and they have facial hair that sort of comes along, and it looks like a bit like a, like a deck brush. I'm um, like picturing like a weird furry lizard. A chicken. Uh, so I was, uh, I was thinking that if you if you did find uh, maybe like some some kind of well put together body, I could probably fit within one of those. If you guys had some way of putting me, that I don't. Know. It's quite impossible. There was a a high level. Uh, he was level twenty. Uh, I used to uh, regularly talk with a man who would who would uh, work with the church, and they would uh, bring people back from the dead on the odd occasion. But it was quite expensive. Yes, you know, Whoa. you know how it is. You know, money and all that. No, oh, you must be quite rich then you won't have to worry about money at all uh well for the time being i think that uh it'll be quite simple enough if we just find a a nice put together uh sort of maybe a corpse or maybe some some there are some some animals that i'd be willing to be as well but not that very many what um, animals do you know the names of well, them they're like some noble dogs and whatnot. And, I don't know what that is. Uh, that's uh, it's the the thing that I can uh, talked about earlier. The schnauzer is a type of dog. Um, oh yeah. It's relatively simple. You just have to put the ring onto the onto the part of the body, and then I should be able oh. to, to go right. Oh. Down. Well, maybe this is all conjecture, potential, potentially. I don't know. It's hard to say. We could put him in a dog. Okay, so if I find a dog. Then we'll it's, put the it's ring. It's just dog. On the it's really easy to say. Dog. 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 D- I'm saying what you're saying. Dog. It's really easy to say. Dog. Anyway, so they do this for a few hours, <laughs> and eventually you guys do arrive at uh, a new place, and you can see off in the distance there's a uh, another community. Which I would know which community we're coming into. What is it? 
Yes, it's persist. Persist. And since you guys have been on the road for a bit, for like four days between this place and the next place, uh, you guys get your full rest in. <gasps> Fuck yeah, dude! Oh, okay, so we had a full rest at some point. Okay. That does nothing for me, but I'm glad for everybody else. Sukun kind of probably still looks kind of bruised, yeah. but like healthy, but yellow. Yeah. Like yellowing around the bruised areas. You <laughs> She's know? got jaundice. It's fine. You know how bruises look super gross and yucky and yellow after a couple days? A couple days after, yeah. yeah. She looks really yucky right now. Yeah. Jesus. You know, like she was dropped from a 90, fo- <laughs> 90 <laughs> feet in the air. <laughs> so are we going to just go into town? Um. Yeah. Wait, does this place, guys... Before we get here, are there buildings? There are definitely buildings. Uh, they're they're still erected. They're still tall. Yeah. Paint us a word picture with your verbiage. Mm-hmm. Set the scene. Yeah. Hey DM. Hey DM. We're in an audio landscape, and we need you to paint it with your words. Yeah. I was waiting to check to see how you guys entered this place. I don't want to enter yet. It's too scary. What's the outside look like? So you're, you're you're staying from a distance then? I'm scared. We just had zombos and fires. There was no zombos. Well, the in the undead. Oh, well, that was before. But like the undead at the other place that we didn't deal with, but we got there. And then Jewel was like, my... Building. So about that town. Yeah, so that town... Uh- <laughs> So far away, you can see that the uh, the buildings are still standing tall. It's it's pretty similar to most of the small places that you've been to along the way. Uh, but any community is a landmark. It's, you know, relatively normal dome-shaped sort of leather buildings, tall bones that seem to have been aged for quite a while. Most of the places are dome-shaped. Some of the other places that you have been to have been uh, like rectangular square-shaped just because of what they had available. They weren't able to bend the bones or they were too stiff. So this is mostly a uh, sort of tarp-based of sorts. From a distance, what you can tell is that there doesn't seem to be a guard on this side. But, you know, there could be one on the other side or there might be something going on in town that they're required for. How do you guys approach? Because, you know, you guys are suspicious as hell and well, of everything right now. As we should be. Yeah. As is our right. Yeah, it's, it's fair and reasonable. I mean, Condemned would just approach directly. Okay. But... Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to do also. I just like, you know, it's good to scope it before you shoot. Yeah, Condemned will do, a, I guess, a perception check. Yeah, sure. I can do a perception check. Yeah, you guys can do perception checks. Because he's always done so well on these. 13. I got a 26. Wait, I want to roll two. Can I play? Can I play D&D with you guys? <laughs> hey, guys, can I play no. D&D with you too? Roll the dice. <gasps> I got a nat 20. Hey. I, I also got a nat 20. Okay, I was more excited because I screamed it. <laughs> yeah, you just said 26. You didn't say nat 20. Well, I was going to, but then you guys were talking. <laughs> you guys were ruining my moments. because I'm annoying. Yeah, God. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mr. 13, uh, you see all the things that I described. Cool. Uh, you other two, you, you nat 20s of people. What you see in the distance is uh, stains of red all over the ground. There are all over the uh, the the tarps and uh, the ground, and upon further inspection, with your incredible perceptive abilities, you can see that behind one of the dome-shaped homes, there seems to be a hand sort of laying out from the side. Connie. Yes. There's blood and possibly corpses. <sighs> So can kind of do that hand? Yeah. What is that? That's is that hand. like a, is it an unmoving hand or is it like like is it just like a poking at like waving like a hello or is it like a dead hand on the ground? Uh, it's a bit too far away to tell. All right, I got this new spell. It'll make us a little sneakier if we want to sneak in and try to check it out. Or that would probably be for the best. I can do that thing where I see divine sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't think you're within fifty feet though. Not yet. Not yet. We can, we can, we can sneak in, and then you can divine sense. You guys are about one hundred and fifty feet away or so. 
Past without a trace lasts 10 minutes, doesn't it? Like an hour, oh, yeah, for yeah. a long-ass time. Okay, no, we're good forever. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. It breaks games. But I was aware of that, so... That's useful as hell. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, okay, so Sukunkana gets out her star map, the crystal. It lights up, and what I'm going to say is how her past without a trace is it kind of like makes it like a, like a starless orb like instead of the regular star map where it has stars it makes a starless orb and she she casts a spell it rises up above all of you and kind of like shatters and like sprinkles this like sort of dark essence over everybody cloaking them in celestial shadow that's cool as fuck and that's what my path without a trace oh you're so cool grim you're so cool what the fuck that's one of the vichier things you've ever done (laughs) i will say that because it is like a magical cloaking like the fact that it doesn't match the color of the uh environment it doesn't matter well obviously because the most of what you're around is uh white and gray in color yeah well i thought it kind of like shimmered like like a mirage you know oh sort of like the metal gear active camo gotcha yeah it kind of like it's kind of shimmery like mirage like anyway uh so she says all right this is going to uh, she just mind links she's like okay we should actually we should we should talk like this okay it's gonna make us harder to find tldr <laughs> it also includes the lizards i need to make stat sheets for all your lizards we should probably leave the lizards away though she's like all right as long as you guys stay within 30 feet of me you're gucci for like being a little bit more hidden what usual. is gucci <laughs> And our condemned has stopped asking. <laughs> condemned's given up yeah. on this yeah. like nonsense young people dog. Yeah. He he just assumes that all of this is Corey. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whenever Sukun Kana says like something like TLDR or whatever, he just assumes it's Corey. Girl bossing. Yeah. Alright, uh so we shall I guess roll stealth and head in. Should we leave the lizards? I don't wanna ride mine on in. Uh I feel as if we should keep our method of escape, yes? Agreed. Oh, I wasn't thinking about that. Also agree, yeah. I got twenty-four because you get plus you get plus ten for pass out of the trace. So And I get disadvantage. Alright, you just you both get disadvantage, that's right. I'm saying that for the audience is that if okay, pass functionally pass out of trace gives you a plus ten to your stealth throws as long as you're within thirty feet of the caster. So I rolled a four, so that's fourteen, because four plus ten is fourteen. Seventeen. Uh and your lizard's got twenty-eight. <laughs> Stealthy as fuck. Shh. Showing up the boss, huh? Holy shit. Think that's a good idea. We'll see how long you last until we get mm-hmm. hungry. <laughs> you know I raised my baby right. Um, as the as the three, the six of you, sorry. Are... Uh, so Kinkana's going to get out her magic knife because she kind of feels like a ninja right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the six of you are sneaking into town quite stealthily. As, as, as we're sneaking in, Condemned is going to say, uh, do you think that I should use the new shield that we found, or would that be risky? What does the new shield do again? You don't know. I don't know. Use it, for sure. Use I it. mean, it's, she, they're using Mind Link, by the way, and so uh, she's like, why not? Test it on an ice thrall. I mean, why not throw that shield up in the air 90 feet and then <laughs> see what happens when it comes down? <laughs> We're fucking idiots. Yeah, use the new shield. <laughs> The shade, the shade. Should I throw my friend into the stratosphere? Should I use a new shield? Yes, for both. <laughs> so, Candor, you know what this is, right? You do huh? you know what the shield is? Oh, actually, no. Okay. I, I actually I don't know what this shield is. And when you describe it, I thought about looking it up, but I didn't want a meta game. I actually do like to avoid spoilers whenever, so I'm gonna find out when Condemned does. All right. I, in character, am positive that it's not cursed, but Condemned doesn't know that. So yeah. All right. He he equips the thing. Does the thing. Uh, so as you do, you can feel like you have like a second set of eyes and you feel like you you look forward and you can also feel like you're good from the back. You look to the left and you feel like you're good from the right. What you have 
equipped to your body is a sentinel shield. Okay. So you can equip that. And uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite D&D low-level items. You get advantage on initiative checks and your perception checks. Sick. That's so cool. That's rad as fuck, dude. Radical. Hell yeah, I'm jazzed as fuck. That's awesome. It's radical. This is an actual item in D&D Beyond. So when you look to the left, it looks to the right? Is that what happens? Yeah. So the way that I was flavoring it is that you looked at it and you sort of like those weird holographic pictures when you like move it to the left and the right. The eyes moved to the opposite direction. So they were always looking the direction that you weren't when you were holding it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it requires a two-man, but I'm not sure. Does not. Yeah. Cool. It doesn't give you a bonus to your AC or anything, but it has those other effects. Yeah, I'll take advantage on initiative. Yeah. All right, well, I've got that now. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you do. So you guys walk into town. Your lizards are practically Warner Brothers cartoon characters <laughs> sneaking like with the uh, plucked violin. How do you go about it? Do you go basically like give it a wide berth around the tent with the arm poking out? Like what's your situation? Is there any open doors by any of the tents too though? There seem to be some that are ripped down, uh, not necessarily open. I want to sneak by one that's ripped down because I want to look into it to see if there's any shenanigans going on in the center of the room specifically. Divine sense. Oh yeah, and then once we're into the six 60 feet. I want to use my divine sense. Thank you, Greg. Okay. I, I got so you. So you, you bust out your divine sense. Okay, calm down yeah. on the ASMR stuff. I, I didn't come here you to feel bust things. Bust out your divine sense. Oh, well. <laughs> you bust out your divine... You bust out... <laughs> You bust out your divine sense. Where you are currently looking through the door, looking through this area, I'm, I'm certain the rest of the gang is with you as well because you have to remain within a certain amount of space. Mm-hmm. You don't sense anything, no celestial fiend, fey, undead uh, within your 60-foot radius? Yeah. So it's not ice thralls yet. Yeah. Uh, as long as uh, uh, you can't sense anything that is not behind total cover and you can see with inside there doesn't seem to be anything except for more corpses. How fresh do these corpses look? Give me a investigation check. Got a 19. Oh, eat it. These are not super fresh. They are preserved by the cold, but they are not fresh corpses. I want to go touch one. Great. So you go and you touch the corpse. Be careful. Uh, do, do you have a, is there a specific one? There's a few lying around this. The least mangled one. Okay. So upon investigating everything, uh, you can tell that every single individual corpse is missing, maybe from the knee down and the elbow out. So they're all missing some part of their body. If it's a hand, if it's a wrist, there's, there's no discrimination on age or race as no matter what they are, there is uh, pieces of their body missing. And it's like specifically from either the elbow or the knee down. Yeah. Everybody has their head. Everybody has their torso. But some people have multiple, like like both their arms from the wrist down or both their legs missing. Sugan so kind of kind of like like takes like a deep breath and like she swallows really hard. And she she's still mind linked. And she says, you guys, do you remember? Do you remember that guy that was eating people like for their memories? Yep. I think I stabbed him. You probably the... only need a piece. Yep. All these people are missing a piece of them. Well... It might be that. I don't, I, that's the only thing I have to work off of. How many other settlements are supposed to be between here and our target? This is the last one, I think. Good. Do you think that's connected? Do you think they're moving? They're moving from town to town? Are we right behind them? They could be. I know that where Fang is from, Duration, is nearby. I'm thinking we should pay them a visit. I think we should pay them a visit before we go to our target. I think we should loot the building. <laughs> Practical. <laughs> I don't think that you even need to say that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we we should. I love you guys. 
Sorry, I said that in character. <laughs> I fucking love you guys. <laughs> like, obviously. Yeah, no, obviously we're going to loot the buildings as soon as we know it's safe. But uh, we should determine if it's safe first. Um, because these aren't fresh corpses. But that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't looting these buildings. Or sleeping in one of them. Oh, shit. I want you guys to know I I was able to turn on my um, feelings. <laughs> And there are no undead around, or fiends, or celestials, or fae. Or fae. <laughs> and they're not behind total cover. This just goes further to the point that there's never a good reason to open up your feelings. Okay. <laughs> so, you guys uh, spend some time trying to loot these buildings and these people? Yeah, absolutely. Step one, determine that the town is empty and devoid of danger. Step two, loot the town. Okay, fine, mom. Okay. Yeah, we do that. While you guys are, are thinking to yourself, your your dungeon brain is on. You're all uh, looking around, and as you wander around, all close to Sukunkana, so you can all remain hidden along with your lizards. So as you get closer to the sort of the middle of town, there is a large pile of several different bodies, sort of put into the middle in a, in a large sort of mass. As you all see this, there's children and elders and people of all different races. There's uh, a dragonborn that you can see in there. There's a Goliath you can see. There are elves and humans and every every everything that you would possibly be familiar with, halflings. You can see a variation of them in there. And I'm going to need a sanity check from everybody. I mean, that's that's reasonable. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to either. 13. I've done pretty good on these. I rolled a 14. Come on, galaxy dice. First of all, I don't have a fucking panic attack in three fucking weeks. The fucking galaxy <laughs> dice. I got a five. Connie and Maris, you two are okay. Sukunkana, looking at all this, you sense a great feeling of despair, and it's overwhelming looking at and seeing all these people with zero discrimination, all having been seemingly slaughtered and used like cattle. It's it's hard to look at. Tears begin to run down from your eyes. Searching for stuff in this city for you is going to be at disadvantage because this is going to be incredibly hard to handle. And I'm just going to put a hand on her back just above you know it's like just kind of like around the neck area right is it be strong you can't let them get to you sukunkana is shaking with rage Mm -hmm. she angry (laughs) but also she fry (laughs) yeah just really hungry (laughs) which i do when i'm angry i'm just just tired and she kind of looks at it all and she says i'm going to fucking kill whoever did this Thank you everyone for listening to episode 12 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grubhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terraset, Kander as Condemned, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing done by Chelsea Love, with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. This was an excellent episode, and man, what an ending. As usual, you can find us at our Twitter over at BonePod, and using the hashtag BonePod gets you into our rotation of names that we will use for unnamed NPCs. Thanks again for listening, and remember, the unfortunate truth of getting better at something is that you have to keep practicing at it. So pick up your guitar, fight stick, knitting needles, or whatever you want to get better at. I believe in you, champ. While you guys are doing your spells, I looked at uh, Twitter, and Grimm's Twitter is like, playing D&D, but it's not your turn yet, so you show your other dice who's your favorite, and it's got the one in the chair, and then like 12 other D20s (laughs) just lined up next to it, waiting to be used.